Check, check, check. You're listening to... You're listening to On Human Rights, where we talk to experts around the world about the latest and most important issues on human rights and humanitarian law. We're broadcasting from the Raoul Wallenberg Institute of Human Rights and Humanitarian Law in Lund, Sweden. I'm Gabriel Stein. Today we're talking to Mark Gibney. He's the Raoul Wallenberg Visiting Professor of Human Rights and Humanitarian Law at Lund University and the Raoul Wallenberg Institute. And he's also the Carol Belk Distinguished Professor at the University of North Carolina in Asheville. Mark, thanks for joining us today. Thank you. If someone asks you to give a definition for human rights, what do you say to them? Oh, I, I say that it's just a matter of respecting a person's dignity and their humanity. I mean, I, I don't I don't get very technical. I think that all of human rights is seeing people as human beings and offering protection to them because they are human beings. Do you get that question often? No. No, I think everybody assumes they know what that means. I very seldom get that question. In fact, I think this is the first time I've ever had that question. (laughs) (laughs) I I, I don't get that. I think what most people want to know is, you know, what the protections are under the law, and it gets sort of very technical after this. But I I actually do think that one of the the problems with human rights is that you miss the, the very basic, which is that we're dealing with human beings. It gets quite abstract, quite legalistic, but what we're dealing with are human beings and the protection of human beings. And uh, do you think that's a problem that it's abstract and and that it's hard for people to grasp? Yeah, I do think that. I think it. I, I think it is. I think. I mean, I'm looking at the situation in my country now. The United States will say with with Syrian refugees. I mean, I think we're losing completely this humanity. We've had a bad, we've had a horrible incident in Paris, and now these efforts to to limit to to eliminate to prohibit Syrian refugees from coming to the United States. I mean, what you're doing here is essentially ignoring the humanity of these people, all in the name of, of really, I think, in the name of politics, making political points. And I think, so I think when we lose the humanity, that's the basis of human rights, we end up with these kind of, these kind of uh, self-defeating uh, policies such as this. Yeah. Do you think that's one of the biggest challenges facing human rights today? Yeah, I think so. I mean, I think it's it's sort of at times easy in the abstract. And again, I use this example because I think once it looks as if it might possibly affect you, then human rights are just thrown overboard. When there is a thought that there might have been one of the terrorists could have had a Syrian passport all of a sudden there is a rush towards shutting off completely Syrian refugees from coming to the United States. I, I, it's, it's how that, that transformation, which is to say that you believe in human rights and the protection of human rights, to almost instantly shutting off human rights for a beleaguered millions of people is, is, uh, uh, is awe-inspiring, the, 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 how rapid that transformation is made. You know, I was thinking following September 11th, I feel like we had a very similar thing happen really in the world. Have you thought about that at all, those parallels? I, I, I do. I think, I think there's direct parallels. I mean, I think that it's, it's just the other side of the bookend. And what you'll find is very much not only the same reaction in terms of, of security measures and 
surveillance and, and, and what have you. But I also think the price that is paid is in the protection of human rights more generally. People, people in the West in particular, I think, will be very self-absorbed about their own protection. What that means is the human rights protection of others takes a decided back seat. And I think that happened after September 11th, and I'm very positive, and I'm, I hope I'm wrong, but I'm very positive the same reaction will happen this time as well. But uh, that being said, I mean, it's you could understand why people are scared and upset and, and you know, feel desperate in this situation. But, I mean, there's got to be a way, right, to fight terrorism and protect human rights at the same time? Or is that... Yeah, no, there has to be, but and I'm with you. But I also think that the that those who ought to know better are not doing that. I, I'm I'm thinking where I live in North Carolina now. That in the last two years, there's been 59 Syrian refugees. I mean, 59. That's it. That have been resettled in the United States. But now the governor wants to shut off any further. Syrian refugees, and and in a sense, what I think he's doing is, I don't think people were concerned, I don't think anyone would have known that there were any number of Syrian refugees, but instilling a fear into the people. So I think people are unsettled enough. I think I think justifiably so. I understand that. What, what I don't accept is how leaders, the so-called leaders, are making the situation worse by playing on the fears that individuals already have, making their vulnerability that much worse. That's the part that I object to. But how do we fight terrorism and protect human rights at the same time? Well, I, I think that, you know, I mean, one of the things is we would attempt to look at the causes of terrorism. I mean, that's, this is not the conversation that people want to have now. Right. I think what they want to do now is bomb ISIS, eliminate ISIS. We, this is how we're going to get rid of terrorism. I'm not convinced of that. I, 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 but I, I, the, the conversation we're having now, or if we're even having a conversation, it's not a conversation. It's sort of a need to me. It's a it's a response to these horrors. But I, I also think that when you deal with human rights, you have to look at why human rights are not being protected. You, and, and, but I also think you have to, in terms of terrorism, I think you have to look at why acts of terrorism take place. The, you know, and, and again, this will sound like an apology for terrorism, and it's anything but. But I think unless you look at that question, you're never really going to address terrorism fully. And and does human rights or any aspect of it really look into that or, or address that or is that kind of another field? Well, the people who the, to me the people who who violate human rights, I mean, particularly terrorist acts, are always those who are uh, disaffected. I mean, it's not you know. I mean, you you might have had in the nineteen seventies the uh, you know the gang in in uh, what was it in Meinhof. Uh, gang in Germany. I mean, sometimes this is going to be a middle-class, well-to-do effort that, but for the most part, what you're looking at with acts of terrorism are those people who somehow, and for whatever reason, feel disaffected, whether it's because they think that the religion is being trampled upon, uh, whether they're just outcasts in society. I mean, so many of the, you know, I mean, is it any surprise with the groups that are engaged, did engage in terrorist activities in Paris were, the, were people who were the outcasts of those societies, 
right? They, they, they're not part of mainstream Belgian society or French society. And it's that kind of thing that, that lends itself to being attracted to a, a way of being able to strike out against those who you think have excluded you. When we're talking about promoting respect for human rights and humanitarian law, what aspect of that can help ease the feeling among people in society that they are not included? Yeah, well, to me, it goes back to your very first question about about human rights and what it is. I mean, it's really it's just recognizing the humanity of others. And when that doesn't happen, it's not only a, a violation of their human rights. When we, when, we re, when we either are unable or unwilling to recognize the humanity in others, it also then creates a backlash. So it's not just the violation itself. It's the backlash that I'm an outsider. I'm never going to be a part of the society. So, again, the basis of human rights is, to me, the way that, human, that terrorism can and should be addressed. It is recognizing the the human rights, recognizing the humanity of other people. And I think one of the reasons, I'm not saying the sole reason, but one of the reasons we have terrorism is our is the difficulty that we have had in doing exactly that. What does that mean though in more concrete terms? I mean how do you how do you do that? Well you don't have marginalized people in your society. You don't you know you don't have uh, you know, public housing projects on the outside outskirts of town that are isolated from the mainstream. I mean, it happens in every society. Unfortunately, it happens in every society. In the United States, it happens. The differences between blacks and whites, and I would just uh, this past week, uh, Black Lives Matter movement on campus, and the, and the, and black students on the campus came forward. And it was a nice gathering, but they came forward and just talked about how excluded they felt from the mainstream. Of society, and I think for the for the white faculty and the white students, uh, it's it, it was hopefully an eye opening mo- moment because f- for for the white students and faculty, this is something that apparently they were not aware of, right? And I, but I think it's that same kind of exclusion that happens happens all over the place and that's it's whether it's black white religion ethnicity and much of europe i mean to me europe's problem human rights problem and also terrorism problem is sort of the exclusion of those who look differently have last names that are different from the mainstream and it's the inability to to address that issue that i think lends itself at least to the kinds of disaffection that we've seen manifested uh, so often and so recently. Uh, how do you see your role in, in all of this? I mean, you, you work with human rights. You have a specific focus on extraterritorial obligations, but, y- you know, you teach human rights, you work with it. Uh, you've dedicated your life to it. Yeah, I, I honestly, but, in it, but in, uh, I try not to overcomplicate matters. As I said, I, I think what oftentimes is m- missing from the field of human rights, as it gets legalistic, as... You know, at conventions and article this, that, and the next thing is that at the baseline of it is this uh, is this respect for the humanity of other people. And I also I think one reason I use film is that the that humanity is easier to capture because this is as close that a Western group of people can oftentimes experience what the other is living through, right? Because again, I think. 
it's easy as a as a white Westerner to live in a cocoon. So even someone who is, as you said, make, made a career, made a life in human rights, it's still easy to to somehow not experience what others that, and I say others, I mean those who are excluded from from the society. So one of the things I do in my own teaching, hopefully in some of my own writing, is to is to try to capture, go back to to first principles, which is that human rights is about protecting human beings, pure and simple. Mark Gibney is the Raoul Wallenberg Visiting Professor of Human Rights and Humanitarian Law at Loon University and uh, at the Raoul Wallenberg Institute, and he is also the Carol Belk Distinguished Professor at the University of North Carolina, Asheville. Mark, thanks for joining us today. It's been fun. Thank you. On Human Rights is broadcast from the Rao Wallenberg Institute of Human Rights and Humanitarian Law in Loon, Sweden. I'm Gabriel Stein. Thanks so much for listening today. We'll be back soon with more talking to experts around the world about the latest and most important issues on human rights and humanitarian law.